For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. <laughs> I think that's the new intro. We've been waiting all week for that. Hello, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. This is uh, I am Nate Bargetzi with Aaron Weber, Brian Bates. Uh, we got a new slogan. Hello, folks. I love. I, it. I think it's how you start every show. It's how I want to start my live shows. Uh, it's such a good show. Uh, we have kind of a packed show for you uh, today. Uh, again, thanks for listening, all the subscribing, all that stuff. Uh, but we're going to just kind of get into it because uh, we're we got a lot, and uh, so we're going to read uh, the comments. Uh, first up, Jordan Butler. It has become a regular routine for me to end my day watching Nate Land podcast on YouTube before going to bed. Last night, I must have fallen asleep on the couch. I learned the next morning that my seven-year-old daughter had woken up in the middle of the night, found me asleep on the couch with Nate Land on, and proceeded to watch one and a half episodes before going back to bed. I love having a podcast show. I I thoroughly enjoy it while not having to be concerned if my kids come in for a bit to watch, regardless of my conscious status. Love watching you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. An hour and one and a half episodes. I mean, that's a <laughs> your daughter was I mean, if it's a typical kid, would probably a bit of a mood the next day. <laughs> I mean, that's how that's when you wake up the next day. But I don't know. Sometimes they're not in a mood. Because I feel like they felt like they got away with, mm-hmm. they did something adult, and so at seven, which mine just turned eight, so they would be where they're the same age. <laughs> she would be, you know, I think would we would be like, see, you're in a bad mood, and then she would be like, no, I'm. So she would be in a good mood just to prove mm-hmm. to us that yeah, I can, I can get up at one a.m. and watch a, <laughs> I mean, possible. And what if it was a the two and a half hours. I mean, right, she, yeah. I mean, she might have. She probably just had coffee at six a.m. when he woke up and was like, "Hey, Dad." Hello, Dad. Hello, Dad. Yeah, she's doing all this stuff. Do you want some breakfast? All right, she's being fun. You know, worried breakfast. Uh, Paul Chiquidden. Good day, lads. Good day. Good day, lads. I live in rural Australia with my wife, three kids, and a rooster and some sheep. This podcast comes out at 6 p.m. Wednesday every uh, e- Wednesday evening every week. I look forward to it, and I appreciate you putting on such a reasonable time to your dozens of Australian fans. 
It would be great if you three came and toured Australia, although a dingo is quite likely to run off with bath salts. <laughs> he called you bath salts. <laughs> Seriously, though, love the dry, laid-back humor. It's actually very Australian. Uh, we'd love to come to her, but as you said, our dozens of fans <laughs> is going to cost us ten grand to do that show. <laughs> I uh, I've been asked to come to Australia multiple times. Uh, with uh, there's a Just for Laughs festival. There's a festival out there, and I, I'm always kind of want to go, and we're always trying to kind of plan on it. But the, it is it's such a you know flight. It's such a thing to go out there. I didn't get it young enough, and now with my daughter eight. I, I am going to come, but I want to just, I want her to go. You know, I want, you know, if she could get a little more older. Yeah. I feel like 10. I've been to Australia. Huh? I've been to yeah. Australia. Hmm. Yeah. World traveler over here. How about here. that? What'd you do? Or- There's a church group that went there. Oh, okay. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. How old were you? Uh, it was 2001, so oh. it was late 20s. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what were you in college or in my late twenties? No, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you don't even know what college is, so yeah, I don't know. My, yeah, I was getting my postdoctorate, master's, MBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wife was, went to, was college late. My dad went to college late. So, uh, all right, Ray Clark. Thank you all, Nate, Aaron, and Boomer. Today I took a test to become a certified manager at my work, and I was incredibly nervous. But on the drive there, I listened to your podcast, and it calmed me down so much. I was able to focus and pass my test. I love you guys and have been watching since episode two. <laughs> Will Aaron's first album be available on Apple Music? Doubt it. Yeah. Aaron? <laughs> uh, I hope so. Yeah. I think, yeah, it'll be, you'll be out. It'll be, yeah, it'll be everywhere. It'll what's, be it, everywhere. what's it called? I'm going to call it Shirts and Skins, I think. <laughs> oh, you're still deciding? No, I think I've kind of, oh. Shirts and Skins. All right. Well, we nice. could, you could still come up with something else. You're right. I could change my mind. Yeah. Wasn't it something else like last yesterday? week? I don't know. Oh. Have we talked about it before? I thought I heard y'all say that uh, Diet Coke and something, Diet Coke and M&M's. <laughs> I thought you said that in the... Oh, no. No, no, no. That was something yeah. else. Oh. <laughs> that was statement. the Aaron Weber special if you want to order something. It would be a Diet Coke and M&M's. Oh, oh yeah. At, that's right. At a concession yeah. stand. At a concession stand. Yeah. I'll take the Aaron Weber. But then, yeah, when you said peanuts, because it should be. That's right. Peanuts and Coke. Yeah, we were talking about that in the green room. There's a club that has an Aaron Weber special. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's Diet Coke. And- it's Diet Coke and m and wow. <laughs> What club is this? That's Third Coast Comedy Club here in Nashville. Yeah. Wow. Get the Aaron Weber special. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you'll be able to get his album on uh, everywhere. You can buy Brian's on yours on iTunes. I don't think Apple so. Music. Huh? I don't, it's got to be on something. You don't have it on anything? It's on Sirius. It's on uh, my website, and it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Next one, yours has to be called Hello, Folks. It's, you can get it at the Wilson County Livestock yeah. auction. A <laughs> guy's got two. Yeah. You can get a pretty sweet deal. It might give it to you. Uh, <laughs> would just be happy to get you. Uh, he'll throw it in. Yeah. You know, he goes, and if you throw that CD, hey, you look like a nice fellow. <laughs> I'll throw the CD in. Justin Barcelos, maybe I'm getting old, but podcasts I used to find entertaining are stressing me out. I need to listen to only podcasts like this that are just chill. There you go, Justin. That's what this is about, man. I've thought of it more and more. We did shows this past weekend, and we're about to go on tour. The drive-in, my drive-in one-night-only tour, tickets are on sale. Uh, I said, you know, not to randomly promote that. 
but go buy tickets to all that stuff. That's a, uh, it starts this week. Uh, but yes, I think, you know, there's a lot, man. It's a lot. Uh, you know that uh, Shit's Creek, the mm-hmm. show? Yeah. Then they win all the Emmys. They won everything. Yeah. Everything. And that's kind of just a very comedy show, right? I haven't watched it, actually, but uh, I need to watch it. I always hear great things about it, mm-hmm. but it's just comedy. Like, it's very funny. Like The Office or something, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Do y'all know? No one yeah, knows. I've seen it. It's, yeah. it's we were not, just talking about it. Yeah, it's yeah. not heavy at all. It's just yeah, it's not heavy. And fun and just yeah. silly. I yeah. think, you know. It's what people want. It's what pe- it could be. It honestly could be. You could see a swing going. You know, I feel in comedy, you got to end up, you kind of pick and choose where you, because sometimes you can feel like you're like, well, we need to say something. You know, you want to end up doing something. And, uh, but I think it's, I think it's hard to not say something. I think it's, you know, it's like, cause you end up going, well, you're seeing everybody, all these videos, all these, these guys get all these views. Cause they just say something, you know, uh, controversial, uh, controversial and they just spurt it up. But I think it's, you know, there's a lot of that. It's all that. That's mm-hmm. all that it is. And I think if you can stay in your lane, which is, I talked to someone about this yesterday, Dan Soder. Uh, it's like, just stay, just do this and look. And that was good. You don't ever see that. Usually you think every show is going to be, it's this, everything that's going to win everything is, you know, got to be something that makes people upset. And, and you'll go on some rants, but it's about things that are not important at all. I mean, yeah, you're getting, you're going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely don't come here and leave better. I think you leave. <laughs> some nuggets. Yeah, there's some nuggets. And then you leave with just, uh, I don't know, you like you said, like that. Perfect. Yeah. You're not stressed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just get to leave and be like, I don't know, man. I watch some dumb stuff. I mean, you know how much? I mean, when I watch Seinfeld, we watch Seinfeld every night. That is dumb stuff. Like that's it's just so nice, and you need it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. There's plenty of times I want to watch something news or something, but there's a lot of times. I'm I'm, I'm going through these old movies, watching Inception. It's been my third day. Still haven't finished it. Uh, I'm really. Focusing on trying to figure out what it's about. Yeah. I think I got it. It's all dreams. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know. He cracked I, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all. They live. It's this dream, this dream. Yeah, it is about dreams. They keep putting each other in sleep. Uh, everybody's asleep. So. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember it being a lot. Yeah. It was. It is. I don't think I really got it. Like, you're trying to see. Uh, you know, I don't know, him explaining it. It's pretty good. Uh, if you haven't seen Inception, everybody, go check it out. Reynolds Seal. Reynolds Seal. Sounds like a company. Uh, Reynolds, here at Reynolds Seal. <laughs> like we, Reynolds Rap. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah Reynolds, Reynolds Rap. Reynolds Seal. Reynolds Seal. It's his brother. <laughs> it's Reynolds Rap. We don't just wrap yeah. it, we seal it. He goes, we, uh, he goes, what do you want? Reynolds wrap where you got to do it? How about you? Do you want your turkey sealed shut here at Reynolds Seal? We, are you tired of, and he's holding up Reynolds wrap, are you tired of just the holes falling in? And you think, you know what? I wish I could seal my soup from last night. Well, here at Reynolds Seal, and then they're in a big fight about it. Uh, it's ugly at the... Every Christmas, 
Every he they he brings all the stuff in Reynolds wrap. He brings stuff in Reynolds seal. Can't get the seal open, so people get upset about that. He goes, "Yeah, well, it's fresher. You got to earn it." My wife asked me what I'm listening to that makes me laugh so much. Never in a million years would I have thought the answer would have been a podcast about grocery stores. Keep up the Lord's work, boys. Uh, look at that. Grocery stores. Oh, Sonny Reynolds still enjoyed the grocery store. <laughs> of course he does. His he, product's he, yeah. in there. Yeah. He, uh, thank you, Reynolds. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's he. Grocery stores. Uh, Nicole's Butcher. And these all sound like stores. <laughs> Do they not? Nicole's, but you know, <laughs> here at Nicole's Butcher, Butcher, we exclusively use Reynolds Seal. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's all just, hi, I'm Nicole and Nicole's Butcher. <laughs> and is it Nicole's? I don't know. that. that <laughs> is it not Nicole? You're emphasizing the butcher part. Like, like Nicole didn't write it. She got her butcher to comment for her. Yeah. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nicole's butcher, and I know you might be thinking, why did he? Why did she send me out to give the, her answers? But Nicole's busy right now, and she can't be bothered. Who's Nicole? <laughs> Is it Nicole's? It might be Nicholas. Nicholas butcher. Oh man. <laughs> Nicole's butcher. Hi, how you doing? I'm Nicole's butcher, sir. What are you doing here? I'm Nicole's butcher. Grocery stores. Huh? <laughs> I can't wait until next week when the team discusses the history of bubbles. All right, Nicole's. Oh, I care for butcher needs to. Uh, Her butcher's not a fan. We would do a history of bubbles. That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Would that hurt the cameras if we flew bubbles? Did bubbles. <laughs> okay. Justin Squitieri. A few episodes back, you read a comment from someone about the happiness, your theme song. Oh, all right. A few episodes back, you read a comment from someone about the happiness your theme song brings to them when they hear it start. So naturally, you changed it. <laughs> Great to see you doing what the people want. <laughs> that is very funny. We don't, I mean, you, yeah. So about that, though, just so you know, I before we started, I was getting a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine uh, Doug Brown. He was in the band Safety Suit, if you may know Safety Suit. And Doug's a songwriter. Now he does. I mean, they say he still do shows, with safety suits, but he, songwriting, he's into that. Me and Doug golf a lot. Uh, just a just a gem of a human being. A wonderful, wonderful fellow. He's got a great family, and uh, so he wrote the new. And I've completely forgot to mention it because we just kind of put it in. But he wrote that new theme song. So that's actually because we were trying to. Well, because someone else said the other one it does sound like it's been picked out of a music, you know, like stock, yeah. and it was. Uh, so this one is actually tailored to us. This was written, this was made for us. So that's Doug. So we do have a new theme song. It's a fun one. Yeah, thank you, Doug. Yeah, way to go, Doug. Uh, Matt Parrish, I'd pay good money to see how worried Bronco's face looked on the bird scooter and to see his moving dismount. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I like that whole sentence. I'd pay good money to see how worried Bronco's hey, face looked on the bird scooter. Uh, it just kind of flowed. He chose very good <laughs> yeah. words that flowed together. Broncos, worried Broncos face, bird scoot. I mean, just a wonderful. That sentence is right up my alley. Uh, Could you not find that video? Of, not that I want to show it, but. Uh, of you doing it? I didn't look. Uh, but it's maybe it's there. Uh, 
you know, just imagine. I'm sure we can find one on America's Funniest Home Videos that, <laughs> that gets the gist of it. Yeah. Lena Peter, watching Aaron get laughed when someone's telling a story is the best. His laugh is completely contagious. That's nice. It's called yeah. COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's very nice. He does get a good laugh. Yeah. Way to go, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, Anthony Contaldo. Do you guys feel constant pressure to come up with new bits to the point where it affects everyday life? Like, are you at the zoo with your family preoccupied looking for new material? Yeah, I mean, I think you do. I feel pressure. I think right now in my act, I need five more minutes and I'd be happy. If I could get five minutes somewhere. So I'm kind of aware that I need five minutes. And then once you, once I tape a special, which... I will be taping a special at the end of October, which is all that one night only tour is my preparation for that. So come out to that one night only tour. Uh, but when I when I when I'm done with this hour, then I'll yeah I'll need to come up with a lot of stuff. Uh, it gets hard when you actually have your when you have the act <coughs> built. It's hard to add on, but when you have nothing, a clean slate, I feel it's easier to, really? to add stuff. That's interesting. When I really need stuff, I can kind of get stuff a little quickly and then when i kind of already am full and it's like i feel like the axe built and i in like saying i need this extra five minutes it's a little tough for me to find that five it's like losing that last five pounds yeah it's a little harder a little harder exactly that's a good analogy uh so yes at the zoo we i would be you know i can get you know i can kind of get zoned out and i'm looking i watch a lot of people i like watching interactions with people uh so Joan Winter, did Laura's family have any concerns about her supporting you while you got your career started? Love the show. Look forward to seeing you in OKC. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, Laura, when she got her job in New York, uh, you know, I, th I mean, I think they were worried about it. It wasn't this crazy long out thing. I mean, it was probably 10 years, 11 years before I was at least making as much money as I would be in at Appleby, like the yeah. job I would have. So that's the that's your first where you're going at least. All right, I'm at least, you know, mm -hmm. some of you making twenty grand a year, like that's like big. Uh, so it's yeah, but I mean, I think her family was definitely concerned. I mean, it, it was such a weird thing. You know, my family comes from entertainment, and their family, but they're good now. Yeah, they're fine now. They get it. Uh, I don't think her mom likes this podcast, but uh, <laughs> and we talked about that. She goes, I was talking to her about it, and she's she's wonderful. And she she's like, so what? Just like asking a lot of, so y'all just, you don't, I mean, it just seems like you don't really talk about anything. You know, it's like the, exactly like the grocery store bubbles. Uh, I... Uh, uh, Arthur Newman. Aaron is right about the Disney signature logo. The D looks like a G. There we it go. does if it's back. I mean, if we're just saying stuff can be backwards and look, an I looks like a one if it's upside down. So I guess that's what we're agreeing. Well, on. that's how little it looks like a D that it looks more like a backwards G than a D. And I gotta say, the outpouring of support about the uh, Disney Gate yeah. has <laughs> been overwhelming. Yeah, we've never had one that so many. Is comments. it uh, yeah. should it be Disney Date? Disney date. Disney date. Oh, that's perfect. That's yeah. good. Well, that's Not one comment supporting Zaldi, though. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> that's crazy. And people all thought it was G. I Everyone, got a lot. Well, apparently, we got a lot of dumb listeners. <laughs> uh, that's, 
I think one person said Zaldi, but I think yeah. they were just being nice. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good person. Uh, no, I'd never, I've never heard the D. I mean, I said it to uh, Harper and Carter for uh, both eight years old, and they both disagreed. <laughs> Carter did say, "Oh yeah, if it's, it looks like it could be a G backwards." But I mean, I guess if we're opening the logic of going, the words are just backwards. Then I mean, they could all be something. Yeah. I mean, the Y looks like a broomstick if you turn it upside down. <laughs> it's an H. I mean, like there's a million. You know, I didn't know that. We could just do whatever we want. Uh, all right. Gizney. <laughs> Gizney date. Uh, <laughs> Tim Harris. Nate is right about the shopping carts. Carts with all four wheels that swivel can get out of hand. Ikea already has them in a scene from Tokyo Drift is possible around every corner. <laughs> you never know when you might happen upon a Talladega turn. Four style pile up. They literally should have yellow flags and a pace cart to keep the carnage under control. That's funny. Just people just seen them just come around corners come, yeah. just flying uh not thinking running funk at a walmart in kansas city we were getting checked out when amidst the clothing racks behind the checkout line a woman started screaming and was on the floor the cashier didn't flinch the woman continued continued hollering and the cashier did nothing we finally asked her if they need to do anything she rolled her eyes and says it happens three to four times a week <laughs> and they were trained specifically to do nothing, and they will eventually get up and walk away. That's so funny. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah. That they just know. They know. Just let it go. <laughs> let them cry it out. Let them cry it out. I mean, it is, it's like being a, those, it's like being a parent. That's exactly what, it, if you want to know what being a parent is like, I guess go work at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're like, hey, I'd like to get a trial run at being a parent, go to Walmart. You're going to let them cry and do whatever. Why is the woman crying in this story? The, she's faking, she's faking the, fall. the fall. Oh, wow. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's that common. They just laugh it off. Yeah, it's that common. that they. I'm sure they're like, if we get involved, then they could. They're it's almost go, like going yeah. to a child who's crying yeah. and make you just want to act like nothing happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When a kid gets hurt, sometimes it's, or if they do... Instead of going over and be like, are you okay? But you kind of like let them, it's attention, you know. If they're not really hurt, uh, I've had plenty of that where but they just kind of go, it's fine. Hi, uh, uh, Jonathan Orrick. My family and I were going on vacation a couple weeks ago and stopped at a Wendy's for a bite to eat. My, me, my wife, and my brother were in, car, in one car, first in line. My mom, dad, and our sons were in the car behind us. We ordered... And then we got to the window. I said, I'd like to pay for mine and the vehicle behind me. You could tell the poor girl working the window didn't have a clue what I was talking about. After some lengthy explaining, she let me pay for both. My dad got to the window, and she told him his was paid for. He said he would like to pay for the car behind him. And the girl at the window told him, we don't do that here anymore. <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. I mean, just, oh, we used to do that, but we don't do it anymore. You know, I used to write in the car in front. Yeah. when A minute ago. One minute ago, we used to do stuff like that all the time. But now, we don't. Now, not anymore. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I mean, I just love the explanation. Mm -hmm. There's definitely times you try to do something nice and the person cannot wrap their head yeah. around it and you go, it's just not worth it. Right. That's crazy that this guy, hey, this guy stuck it out. It, I mean, that's so funny. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll just keep fighting. We don't do that here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, she got, I mean, she was probably so thrilled that that car was gone. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. What a nightmare. <laughs> and then yours has already been paid for. And then just again, <laughs> just right back in it. And I mean, I, good for her for that answer. We don't do that here anymore. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Here we go. This is going to be a tough one. Rick, no, I'm amazed. Bartholomew. Is that how you say it? I don't know how to say Bartholomew. that. Bartholomew. Yeah. Oh, that is Bartholomew. Yeah. <laughs> we interact the first time. Oh. I have a real hard time with that word. Barthe- Bartholomew. Is that it? Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. There's no way that sounds right. Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just uh, I am amazed Bartholomew did not Google peanuts and Coke. The history is pretty great. Workers would do it to not touch their peanuts with their dirty hands. Great podcast, gents. I didn't uh, know that. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess like up there because they don't. I mean, just don't eat peanuts. Uh, I guess they were they not the bad. I mean, it's just so funny to think that they don't. You know, it's like, well, how are we going to carry them? Oh, well, just ruin them. Like yeah. that isn't like they're not ruined though. They're- I know, but it, they kind of are. I mean, it's just it's kind of insane to go. I don't want to grab these peanuts. You know what? Just ruin the whole point of them. Pour them in your drink. Like that. Like who thinks to do that? Someone said that farmers driving tractors would do that so they could keep one hand on the wheel and have their drink and their meal in the other hand. All the water. Uh, It's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just such a funny idea to think. uh, Like, you know, I'm trying to think what else, you know, if you're like trying to carry, you're like, I got a sandwich and I'm, I don't want to get it dirty. I just, you know, put in your water bottle. (laughs) <laughs> I mean that's essentially the same, you know. It's a little more you, practical than that. Well, it's it's the same theory. I mean, you don't think you're gonna have a guy try that, you know? Sandwich in the water bottle. I got a sandwich and a bag of chips, but uh, they now, that have, doesn't sound bad. And then you know what? I'm putting my bag of chips in my. You never put chips on your sandwich. I put them on the sandwich. There you go. But I'm talking about in the soda. That's what the Coke is. What I'm talking about. Like that's the whole point of this. That's normal. I would I think put you chips just on my sandwich. My point with the chips on the sandwich. I don't know how that does it. You know, it, I'm saying if you had dirty hands, yeah, right. Then you go. just put you, anyway. I'm gonna go put water. Yeah, you know, could I get some uh, oranges in that? Want just something? You know what? I never like oranges make my hands sticky, so I just put them in my sweet tea. Uh, <laughs> where's your keys at? Oh, my keys are in my Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> I didn't have pockets, so I just threw my keys in there. Uh, Bob Hafner, another great edition of Finish Nate's Thoughts Yourself. <laughs> I do do that a lot. So, you know what? I let y'all jump in, too. <laughs> a little exercise. Cameron Rodriguez, when Blanket Bates, <laughs> Blanket's a wonderful name, when Blanket Bates reads it like he was called on to read for the class and he's trying to impress the teacher, but still sound cool by not caring that much. That's true. That's oh, when you read. That's very specific. Yeah, but I feel like he nailed it, <clears throat> or she nailed it. She nailed it. Cameron Rodriguez. Hard to tell. I would say it's a girl. Uh, I say there's some truth to that. I'm trying to read it properly, but yet not too good because Nate takes offense that people can read well. He's got a new shirt, new haircut. I mean, someone came into some money. First day of fall. Uh, this is new money right here. I didn't think we were making money on this podcast yet, but apparently someone's got a side. I mean, he's doing ads on, just, just seeing local ads going, hi, I'm Breakfast Bates. Yeah. 
Hello, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I'm hey. Are you here? I'm breakfast. My name's. You don't think I know breakfast? But I know breakfast. Here at Waffle House, we do breakfast all day long. I mean, do you think he? I think you'd be the first to be doing some commercials. Yeah, you guys don't know what I got going on. Hello, folks. <laughs> Chris Seibert. Who's going to tell Nate there's nothing, no such thing as Tostino's pizza? <laughs> I know it's my favorite though. Totino's, right? We basically knew this last week. We yeah. just it was late. You, you said it so confidently that I left thinking, okay, there's Tostino, Totino's pizza rolls, and then there must be a pizza called Totino's because you said it so confidently. Yeah. Uh, I know. I questioned it last week on the podcast. I, I questioned like, it, but I just kept I think saying we knew. it. <laughs> I was even thought I was wrong, but you know, I was like, might as well just go in. I love them. I've eaten two of them after these shows this weekend. I just, I mean, that's my almost my favorite pizza. I just, you know, so good. Uh, I used to love Piggy Wiggly's pizza. We used to eat that at like when I my brief stint at Volunteer State Community College. We'd drive home to my parents afterwards, and we'd cook those uh, like small self like you just make your own yeah. little Piggy Wiggly pizza. It was wonderful. I like bad pizza. The lunch pizza that's square rectangle. Oh yeah, that's come on. Yeah, it's good. I know. So if I go eat lunch with my daughter at her school, and they have that. I mean, <laughs> I'll take two, please. <laughs> Red Beard. The only information Nate got right about Big Red was the name Big Red from <laughs> Texas Cream Soda. Well, I, my dad drinks it. I got that right. <laughs> uh, Take that, Red Beard. Yeah. Red Beard. Was, yeah. This guy worked for Big Red. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> got really offended by that. I feel like he just gets called in on all red things. <laughs> hey, Red. This guy got Big Red wrong. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's just anything red. The gum. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Red. They vines. got some fire truck information wrong, Red. And he comes in. <laughs> what? And then he comes in. Hey, he doesn't even listen to the podcast. <laughs> he just comes in to, if we say anything that's red, wrong. Derek Visor, our visitor. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like Britches is getting a little too big for his brains. <laughs> for his Brian's. His Brian. That's, I'm a, Maybe it's just me, but I feel like Britches is getting a little too big for his Bryans. It was easier to feel bad for him when he seemed like an innocent victim. But now he either plays up the attacks for sympathy or throws some zingers back in Nate. I feel like saying, okay, just remember your place, bud. All three of y'all are hilarious, though. Thanks for a great podcast. That's, I didn't think y'all would read my comment like that, but I, yeah, this, I mean, Derek called me out. My favorite. My brother's name is Derek, spelled exactly like you, and he, Derek, gets it. You know what I mean? I think it's true. You come in, you, I mean, first look at you, you dressed much better now, you get a haircut. I mean, talk about going to his head, and he does. He wants to read the whole show now. He wants, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm slowly getting out of this. Welcome to Baitland. I want to offer you an apology, Nate, for the way I've treated you on this show. That's right. Yeah, been very rough. That is right. People are saying it, so I, I apologize. Yeah, I'm glad they see it. Maybe get to him. He's, he always yells at me like I'm the problem. That's right. And we're starting to see a little bit. Am I the problem? <laughs> Michael Fair. I mean, Derek. I, we might read that again. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to start. That's with the new hello, folks. It's just me reading his comment. No. It's a great joke in the first line. Yeah, maybe it's just me, but I feel like Britches is getting a little too big for his Bryans. <laughs> That's well done. That was, yeah. 
I said brains. I messed it up out the gate. But <laughs> Michael Farah. Fun fact, Ghost Set a Watchman was written by Harper Lee before To Kill a Mockingbird, but published way later. Ghost Set a Watchman. You don't know everything, Aaron. I mean, how was I supposed to know that? Yeah. Well, I, I, I you're the smartest person. Wow. Ghost Set a Watchman doesn't seem like a good name. Well, it didn't go well. It to didn't. Kill a Mockingbird. Did it bomb? Yeah. The book did? Yeah. Yeah. Because the name's not. To Kill a Mockingbird was a prequel, I guess, to this. Yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird Interesting. is a great name. Ghost Set a Watchman. I don't know. Maybe it's a good book name. It sounds like a book. Ghost Set a Watchman. Oh, I'm not reading that. Uh, I would say that first. Have you, you know, Ghost Set a Watchman? I'm not reading that. Well, I didn't say it was a book. It sounds like a book. <laughs> uh, Christopher Scroggin. Nate said there, there's cats in New York bodegas about five times. I wonder if he realizes there's a correlation to keep rats out. Uh yeah, I did. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, they act like that's that's like normal that you're going, you know what? The Kroger here, they don't have cats running around to keep the rats out. There's a there's you I, I do know that that's why they do it. But I mean, it's just kind of like it's not like it's like, yeah, yeah, so cats can lay on the food. Right. <laughs> there's probably other ways. Uh, you're in New York City. You're not in, you know, just the just a desert somewhere trying to survive. <laughs> Lee Kelly, it's definitely time that Burrito brought out some merch. I would happy buy a "Hello, folks" T-shirt. <laughs> Lee, I bet you're, I bet he's getting them printed right now. So <laughs> you're in luck, Lee. You're, I'll have it. Torino Shanta, they always make fun of barn barnyard for being an old man. <laughs> But when Nate starts ranting and his pure 70-year-old grandfather getting worked up about technology, not working, and tipping the youths. Thank you, true. Torin. Yeah. Did you say Torino? Uh, Tor- Torin. Okay. Maybe I said Torino. Totino's. Uh, <laughs> Totino Shanta. Uh, yeah, I do get – I have no problem tipping the youth. I have a problem if uh, – I've actually talked to my neighbor about it. Where I'm, I'm fine with tipping the youth. I think it's good. But – if you go into a business and you do all the work, right. there's a point that you gotta. You're like, come on, man. Like, I, you know, I'd rather just the kids sit outside and ask me for money for God. <laughs> that would make me feel better. You know, hey, I know you're gonna go make up all your own food in there, but can I have ten dollars for college? Yeah, you can. undergrad, Under, postgrad, yeah. undergrad, postgrad, undergrad, early grad. <laughs> Barfy Man 362 guys please try and get Nate's dad on the podcast and talk about magic I'm an amateur magician and would love to see would love to hear some of the stories he has to share from his experience performing cheers for the episode much love well Barfy Man 362 if you know where my dad's at I'd love to <laughs> in, meet him someday <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. alright uh, Barfy Man 362 you are in luck because today's episode is about magic, and my dad is here. Uh, dad. <laughs> so, he's here. So, we did it. Barfy Man 362. Are you sure? I don't know if he's here. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, yes. Everybody. Yeah, I won <laughs> from Harper. Uh, oh, that's Harper. Uh, Harper gave you that. Oh, that's for the... Uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yes. Uh, all right, everybody. This is uh, my dad. Hi. 
Stephen Bargetzi. You know what someone said? Uh, what was the comment I was going to talk about? Uh, when he said the kid. Uh, oh, oh, when we were talking about you just let the kid cry out. Yeah. And that you don't do. That was when I played basketball when I was uh, 10 years old or 11. You got to let this go. God. And uh, I, I, get, I hurt my thumb in the game and I have to go sit down. I can't dribble with my, I can't, the ball can't touch my left hand. My thumb hurts so bad. And my dad, dad yelled at me to get back in the game. I got back in the game and I just can't dribble. It, it's just not working. And then I have to go back out. Well, you had they, two hands. That's what I was talking about. Well, but they then they were mad at me. Dad was mad at me. And we go to the hospital with thumbs broke. broke. Thumbs broke. And he was never happier. I never seen a kid so happy when they said, yep, it's broke. And he just looked yeah. over at me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I felt horrible. He thought I was just. Well, the good thing is we have a, a, my daughter's son, Caleb, mm -hmm. uh, last year playing basketball, twisted his ankle. Same thing. I go, walk it off, buddy. Walk it off. And he, <laughs> and he played the whole second half and then go to the hospital. Yep, it's broke. <laughs> you should have stayed off of it. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. My dad's, dad still hasn't learned. He still makes <laughs> even the grandkids. Get out there. We all get it. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, thanks for coming on. This is uh, – everybody always asks us. This is – show them the, your IBM. Yep. Dad is there we go. the president of – IBM International Brotherhood Magicians. We're very proud of them. Uh, did you do it for one year? Yep. Right. And I got 2020. So oh, it's yeah. not the best year to become president, I guess. It's be the most memorable. <laughs> yeah. Then go. Yeah. Who was that guy? I'll be a trivia question. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the president that didn't go around and see everybody like you're supposed to? Yeah, that was him. Is that yeah. one of the roles to visit? Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to. Uh, I've already had. I had four countries already that had to postpone but and i've had to do like zoom calls or i've been a part of it huh. but uh, i'm supposed to be there to give things out and awards and stuff like that but very much so i have to go to england that's that's almost i have to i was canada and stuff and invited to australia and and, wow. and all these places and i didn't get to go uh i don't i didn't i kind of go i didn't have to go and uh which is not bad but also it would have been nice yeah uh, yeah to be a part of it but they want you to do another year uh i don't want to do another year yeah it's uh it's even though i'm not traveling it's still a lot of work yeah. to be the president it's a lot more than i ever thought <laughs> there's something every day that you some little problem that you got to handle who would ever think we have about about fifteen thousand members in 88 different countries and so uh and what is it tell so people know what it is because people go listen to this it's, it's, I mean, it's the main, it's the biggest. Yeah, it's the largest of, there's two, there's several magic societies, I guess, in the, in the world and stuff. But the International Brotherhood of Magicians was really one of the first organized way back in 1922. Some magicians said, you know, we ought to get together and talk about this stuff. And, uh, but, you know, in the, in the very beginning of magic, if you were the magician, you died with your secrets. Oh, uh, yeah. you didn't want anybody to know and and you would it would be in your will to burn all your books and all your notes and stuff like that and um like that when houdini or yeah yeah or, houdini, they didn't they houdini and blackstone they hated each other and they would uh they would hire each other's assistants pay them a lot of money just to tell them how yeah. they were doing their so stuff that's like the movie the movie mm -hmm. uh 
What's that movie? The Prestige. The Prestige. Yeah, yeah, yes. That, that's very kind of true. That part, yeah. that part of it is true. Yeah. How they stole things from each other and stuff, because it just it wasn't shared like it was. Yeah. And even when I was little, it wasn't. When I was young, getting into magic, it wasn't. You had to know a magician. Yeah. And uh, even if you had the books, you couldn't understand all of them. I mean, they some of them are written in kind of a code like, so you would have to have somebody go, "Well, that's what this is." Mm. And but not now. Now the internet is, and you get. Everybody just wants to share everything. They want to show you other because now yeah. it's probably an art to go and here's how yeah. I did it. Yeah, but I mean, there's some some people have you know, I mean, on that show, what is it, the Pen and Teller, where they have yeah. to guess how the trick. I mean, there's been people that they can't guess, right? Yeah, a yeah, lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody that has any trick that they just don't tell them how it's done? Is there any? Like, well, one? they get on that show. You have to tell them because uh, then they can't. How do they know that? That they didn't yeah. guess it right. Yeah. So, and there had been there was a magician I knew I knew of that refused to tell him, and then they they wouldn't they weren't gonna let yeah. him on. So finally, at the end, he had to go on and tell him. And uh, I mean, but I don't think they would run around and tell. Yeah. Uh, that that show's made to tell the now uh, that show's made audience. for magicians, and they they you know my hats off to them for giving people spotlights and yeah. giving them a chance to get on the show. They make you look good no matter what. They're yeah. going to say good things. You're going to have good video. Yeah. All the stuff that you need in yeah. today's world, just saying you was on Penn and Dollar. Yeah. Do you ever see tricks that you have no idea? Or do you, you yes. Have- yes, 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 yes. Huh. Uh, and I love that feeling yeah. of not knowing every trick that there is out there. I get fooled all the time. When I was young, and uh, when Nathan was even young, unfortunately – Probably didn't buy him as much stuff because I tried to buy every trick I didn't know. Huh. I bought tricks just to find out how they were worked, wow. and uh, and that's definitely for any young magicians out there. It's not what you want to do. Uh, you know, if it's not now, if it's not something I really want to do that I think that I could do and or do something with, I I just assume I, I you know I might like to know, but. I don't have to seek it so bad that I go out and buy it mm-hmm. just so I, now I can find the secret out. And what does that mean to buy it? You buy the rights to do these tricks. And they and show stuff. you how it's done. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then book, you can buy the book or you can buy the pamphlets. You can just actually just buy the trick sometimes and stuff. And uh, But in this world, everything's changed now because of the thing like – you know, we had certain tricks and we called it by a certain name because that's what you did if you bought the secret. Mm-hmm. But now in real life, you can't call it. You don't. You can't say that because then somebody's out in the audience going to Google that and go, "Well, oh, here's what you're doing." Ah, yeah. So you you now you have to make up some weird name because you you wouldn't dare say to the uh, to your to your lie, but what the actual really where they might could find the answer to that secret. Mm. But I will say this, and this is. Um, even as as being the president uh, of the International Brotherhood of Magicians, COVID and all this stuff and has been not. It was started off great. Magicians just started meeting by Zoom and teaching each other and doing lectures. And if you're a member of our society, you can go to the International Brotherhood of Magicians dot org and uh, go to that uh, magicians dot org and go to our website. You can see. 20 lectures. I, I, I'm one of them where we talk about what we were doing. We were trying to get not so many tricks as why you do what you do or whatever. But what's happening is it's exploded. And now everybody's getting on there giving away magic. 
and we got people giving magic away that's not their tricks and they're going well here's how he does this and, well, you, and you know you bought that just because mm-hmm. I bought it from somebody I don't have the right to explain it to the world mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. his trick unless it's mine because then no one's going to buy that guy yeah yeah you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. crushing that guy's that's right that's right how he makes anything because I mean a lot of people make money selling these like yeah. that's how a lot of magicians make money right yeah uh with the magic conventions and yeah. seminars and things like that yeah. this is one thing when I was first getting involved in going to conventions and hanging around with a lot of other magicians I I thought they were all David Copperfields mm-hmm. and Lance Burton's and and I thought these guys are all great and they know everything now nah, I'm sorry to say but about 80 percent of our memberships are just hobbyists, yeah, and they're just people, uh, kind of like Brian's comedy, yeah. But it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in there, <laughs> it wouldn't be right. Thank <laughs> he you, dabbled in it. I woke Aaron up, all right, yeah. but uh, but uh, sorry, Brian, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Brian never knows when I'm kidding him. I, I made a joke about his shirt one time, it freaked him out. You and weren't was kidding a, about that, no, I was, yeah. I promise you, I was 1000 percent. Joking, well, Brian, because uh, Brian and Dad have done shows without together. me. Like, yeah. Well, if we're all doing one together, but then y'all have done them separately. Where, uh, yeah, I haven't been there. I, like, I, I like to hire Brian. Brian's yeah. great. It's Kramer great and Morty Seinfeld yeah. going to yeah, business yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they got some raincoat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now you made me forget what we were talking about there, Brian, because I am old. I made you forget. You slammed me, and then I made you. Okay, I'm sorry. No, but most of our members are, are hobbyists. Yeah. And they just love magic. They love the there's, – there's all kinds of people interested in, in magic. There's people that like the history of it, people that collect books, people that collect old tricks. Mm-hmm. And uh, that the just got this. I got this prop that was made, in, you know, in the 1800s, and it still works, and all of this stuff. And and they're they got their own clubs, and and those people, and they like to come. And we go, and we have conventions, and we teach and talk about the, you know, this is how you do it, and this is what it is. And so we, those people, I've made a good living off people buying my tricks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I would say, you know, I hate to say, but a lot of part of them will probably never do it. Yeah. Uh, they just like to buy it, and they don't like, you know, it's like it's like when they come yeah. to see you, they want a T-shirt, yeah. they want something yeah. from you, so they went and seen you lecture and be part yeah. of it. They go, oh, I'll, I'll buy his trick. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. I would never dare try to follow him on a show. I mean, you're hard for anybody to follow. Yeah. But the only time I still got burned, <laughs> we did a prison show uh-huh. two straight days. You went the first day with Jason. Not the prison show that I no, diff- no, different. no. This is a this different is a one. Great totally story, different though. one. Yeah. They go do it. He and Jason go the first day. Jason's another Jason magician that, a, that he mentors. And <clears throat> I don't know how many people was there because I wasn't. But it was yeah, it was packed. Well, you as did many so as they would put in. You did so well that the next day Jason took me and you couldn't make it, and they all thought. There, we had to move to the overflow gym, and there was almost a riot because there were so many people there to see you. But it was me. <laughs> I'm just in there with gang members who are upset because I'm not pulling a quarter out of their ear. Uh, it was mainly, I have a trick where a snake jumps out, and it just scared the bejesus out of this guy. <laughs> and uh, so they all wanted me. What happened is, the first, and this happens in high school, anywhere I go. It's, uh, if I go to high school and do four shows, by the third, second, third, and fourth shows, you can't get anybody in the gym. They're all cutting classes and coming in there mm-hmm. and and going because they've heard. So that's what happened at the prison. They kind of, yeah, magic show. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. And so 
that group came, and we were in not the overflow. We was in a pretty good sized room. Yeah. But we we had a ball, and they were great. And and the guy I picked on was awesome. And um, then um, so I guess the next day they thought I was coming back. So yeah. they were they told the entire prison everybody was going. You got to go see this guy. He's unbelievable. I mean, and then it's Brian. Yeah. And it's, and it's hello, and folks. <laughs> it did not go well. Yeah. Well, they got me started in doing the uh, USO kind of yeah. armed forces entertainment. And I, I kind of think, I always thought them and prisons are the best two shows to kind of yeah. do. I mean, because these guys appreciate you so much mm -hmm. and they're just ready to go. So mm -hmm. it's really a shame you couldn't do well in that atmosphere, Brian. <laughs> I would have thought. Well, it's hard to get over the disappointment of you not being there. I mean, that's got to be. This guy's going to make all this stuff appear. Brian. I had a bunch of dating jokes and they weren't dating much yeah. at the time. You guys on match? Or what is it like? <laughs> <laughs> what uh let's read some of this the past of uh did you know the earliest known trick yep uh, so apparently on the wall in the pyramid uh wall there's a what looks like guys are doing something that they they claim is the cups and balls yeah. uh picture i i don't agree with that i i think it's pull my finger I'm yeah. sure that had to happen in some cave before. somewhere yeah. way before this. But but yeah. they, they say it's the, or, uh, what I've heard is recorded. I mean, the, the oldest back that they can find where, where it looks like they were maybe doing some type of magic or something like yeah. that. Where it's, where it's sleight of hand. Yeah. The cut, yeah. The cup and ball trick is the, yeah. The, where that's for, you know, who that don't know. I mean, yeah. I, does everybody know, do you know what the cup and ball trick is? I used to have a cup and ball set. Oh, yeah. man. I, and when I was younger and I learned yeah. all the tricks in a, you know, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Were they plastic or real? They're me uh, metal cups and oh, the balls even... were like felt. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's easy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Most kids, the first ones are the little plastic, three different color cups and mm -hmm. stuff for, for you to jump in with the metal ones. I'm impressed. That was the real deal. Yeah. yeah. You were yeah. going to be it. Now look at you. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff but a uh, cup and ball is kind of like a passage a rite of passage things i think as a magician if you're going to learn sleight of hand that's a that's the trick yeah. that's one of the tricks that you have to kind of master or at least play you spend time with because it has so many different slights and so many i mean it's it's what makes magic magic it's the misdirection it makes you look the wrong place it's getting you to go the tension has a surprise ending you can i mean you can just do so many things with it mm. i personally um just in trying to do it, I, I now just do the cup and ball. So I've knocked it all the way down. Just the, the fastest, what can I do? Because uh, I tend to make all my, my tricks last really long and talking. So I went from three cups. Now I'm only using one. Yeah. And basically doing the same thing. There's the three, but I'm just doing it with the one cup. But yeah. I still have all the surprise endings. And Did you buy it from this guy? From no, from DD Egyptian magician five thousand years ago. <laughs> no, uh, Stephen Bargatze on line one. That is the only thing that I halfway collect. I have probably about fifteen sets of cups and balls. They go back pretty far, and mm -hmm. and the, the stuff that I like some. And you have some a guy. silver work one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's an old. Yeah, I've got a wood. I've got some really neat ones mm. and stuff and sets like that though. They're really kind of cool. All right. Um, so how long have magicians been around? There are examples of magicians in the Bible, both the Old and New Testament. In the book of Exodus, God brought plagues on the Egyptian people, but the Egyptian magicians were matching many of the plagues. Uh, and the one example, uh, 
Moses and Aaron went to meet with Pharaoh. As the Lord commanded, Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh, and it became a snake. And then Pharaoh summoned his wise men and sorcerers and the Egyptian magicians, and they also did the throw their staff down, and it became a snake. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yeah, so much better trick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he wins. Yeah. <laughs> he would have won the contest. I, you know, what do you think that is? You know what? That's a great question because uh, in somewhat, I think there's difference in magicians and sorcery and uh, demonic and that kind of level. I believe that stuff like that can happen. And um, so uh, I think that's probably exactly what had happened. But I also know I could do that trick. I could turn... <laughs> Uh, that staff right there. Go ahead. No, do it. <laughs> I'd have to have a snake, <laughs> but uh, because I actually played around with the one with a little gardener snake, and, and you've seen the trick with the canes where the magician comes out with the the spinning cane. It's a very popular trick you can get in with disappearing cane or yeah. appearing cane. Yeah. But if you had a disappearing cane, uh, you could load a snake in there very easily and plug up the top where it's not going to come out. And then do you just do the trick? The snake's going to fall out. <laughs> and now you, you've turned that into a, uh, I think you can, there's some people up in uh, the the mountain somewhere that I could convince them that I just did that. <laughs> they just go, wow, that, uh, that he did it. But now to make, if they have a snake that eats mine, I'm in the wrong church. Yeah. Uh, and then but, the, the book of Acts, Simon the sorcerer became a Christian and then, Later, asked the apostles if he could buy their tricks so he could lay hands on people and give them the Holy Spirit. Apostle Peter replied, May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right with God. Yeah. Again, Stephen, would you? All right. Well, my thing on this is the word sorcerer. And um, it's and I've heard different stories. I, I heard that... Um, when King James, it was always it was sorcerers, and because it even tells you to beware of sorcerers, and mm-hmm. and 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 this guy was looking for the power that came through the Holy Spirit, so he was just wanting to be something that he was not, and he thought, is this maybe a magic trick, or, or I don't know what he thought, mm-hmm. but King James, what I heard, was fooled by the cup and ball thing, and so when he was trans- when they were having the Bible translated, uh, he thought that the because at the end, on almost all cups and balls, you have a big, a big surprise ending in it, or a bigger ball, or big mm-hmm. something that can't be almost impossible to be in the cup. And so, one of the somebody told King James or something that he thinks that the guy put him under a spell. He fell asleep, or we, and then woke up, and that was in there. You know, it's like something oh, weird. That's happened. King James version. Yeah, no, but I mean that's what this is. What I heard the story no, what, was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, come King on, James no, yeah. it's not. No. But yeah. apparently he said, "That's pretty good." Well, All right, thank you. Even magicians are sorcerers, so he he actually potentially put the word source magician" in the King James version. Mm. But it's really not the King James. It's it's really a sorcerer is what they were talking about, and it's someone that did potions and drugs and can and do that kind of stuff and mess with people. And uh, those are the ones we'd be aware of. The very first sleight of hand guys, they were called jesters. And they were also called Fool for Christ. So they would actually work. They would actually go out and talk to kids and people and say, what these guys are doing is not real magic. They don't have, you don't have to be afraid of them. They're using sleight of hand. And then they they would produce and do the same tricks. And then show them that it was sleight of hand, that they had no powers. 
So that's the that's the big difference is when you think it's real. Do you ever get accused of all stuff? the time? Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, one of my favorite stories is this. Uh, I taught a class to guys who were doing. Uh, they were uh, children pastors. So I taught them some tricks they can do in children's church and some, you know, example things. And uh, one of them did it, and his church freaked out. It was uh, uh, up in Portland, Tennessee, and they were going to, they told him, we don't, we don't need you anymore. And they were getting rid of him because he did magic. And so he, he calls, and he has a month left in church. He hires me. So it's kind of like he don't care. So he goes, they don't like magic. I'm like, so let's just, <laughs> he doesn't tell me yeah. until I get there. And he goes, they, they let you know they fired me because I did a magic trick. I go, I'm fixing to do a whole hour. <laughs> 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 and he goes, well, it's these three ladies right there. And there was, they were lady and they had notepads and they had everything. They were ready for me. And uh, so I kind of told that story about, that it's beware of sorcerers, not mm -hmm. magicians. The real word we get pharmaceutical from for pharmacy. You should beware of Walgreens before you should meet. <laughs> and and then I talked about it, and we had a good time, and some kids came uh, forward, and everything was great. And but afterwards, this lady she came and got me, and she was I remember she was a bigger lady, and she had orange hair. <laughs> And so she comes walling up there, and she had this pad, and she, and I don't know the verse offhand, but she read the verse, don't practice deception. Mm -hmm. And she said, you are practicing deception, and that's from the devil. Mm. And uh, God spoke to me, and I said, well, can I ask you a question? Do you dye your hair? <laughs> and uh, that was it. <laughs> she got really, really mad and turned around and left. And I just thought that was the greatest answer. Thank you, Lord, for that. That I was able to come up with that. Wow. And uh, and he got fired anyway. So it was. It all worked out well. <laughs> That's crazy. Another word I kept reading was conjurer. Yeah. Is that a word that y'all use? Uh, some do in their characters or something like that. Somebody that makes, again, you're trying to portray. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, do you, I've heard, remember Doug Henning? Yeah. When you yeah. were little, he was yeah. a guy that I yeah. really looked up to. He he got into this so much that he, he thought, he looked for the real magic in the world. Mm. And he thought that he was trying to, he wanted to take it a step farther and get into the world of you know, you step over and mm -hmm. I would never want to go into or anything yeah. like that. And it really messed him up. And Yeah. Wow. That's Is that like a common thing for, for people to do that? Kind of get caught up in that? It may be for some, but yeah. uh, not the many guys I know of, but a lot of them betray it and they want you to feel that way. They don't want you to think, you got to think if I'm a, if I'm going to read your mind, I want you to think that it's real. Yeah. I want you to think, well, how in the world can he do that? Right. And then they think, they probably think it's real. Yeah, yeah. If they can convince you that it's real, then they've convinced themselves that it's real. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to do tricks. So when I started working in clubs and doing a lot of things like that, where you just met a lot of different people, I, I used to get people come up afterwards and go, oh, you're great. You're really great. I've lost my ring. Can you tell me where it is? You know, mm -hmm. or we can't. Mm -hmm. I've even had somebody ask me, my sister's been missing. Do you think you could help find I'm, what? I can find your card, yes, but I can't find your sister. <laughs> this is not, I mean, so it's it's what the people perceive, and, and there's people that really want to believe yeah. really, really bad. Right. But I honestly think most magicians, if you're doing a trick, you know it's not real. Yeah. You know what you're doing. 
And mm-hmm. uh, so you're just, you're just. Well, cause that should be enough. That should be yeah. enough for you that you can make this person not know what you're doing. That's right. Cause it's such a small area. You're not telling them to look way over here. It's this tiny area. Yeah. And then they can trick you. Real quick. We'll do one. Yeah. To Aaron. Because and this one, this one didn't matter. No, Aaron's a secret genius, so be careful. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. that Notre Dame. So there that was go. really good. All right, I'll go slower. All right, uh, you mix them up. Okay. This Shop is the, yeah, whatever. Um, and um, no, he's gonna do one of those. That's because he's Catholic. They know how to shuffle. That's right. Give it to Brian the Church Baptist, and he they would have been everywhere. Mm. But what happens is. How people think stuff happens. Mm-hmm. First of all, they think, well, the cards are all set up or whatever like this is. And then the only way you could do a trick like this is he has to be in and on. You're not in on nothing. No. Like, would I pick you? No. 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 I don't even really know who you are that much in this group. <laughs> and uh, But so uh, I let you shuffle. Okay. So that takes away one of the areas. So I like as a magician, I like to take away what people are thinking. So they think, well, he must have been in on it. So we know it's not. Then I let them shuffle. Just slide a card out. Don't take it all the way out. Just leave it, oh, stick okay. it out with like it. That. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like this is because um, most people would have grabbed that card. Right? Right. Because it's easy to grab. Yes, yeah, because it's easy to grab and stuff like that. If you're listening um, at home, Aaron did not grab that card. No, no, he did not. No. But maybe I even wanted you to take this one. Right. So if you want, we can push it back and grab another one. <laughs> Do you, I mean, should I? Or should I, I, I would, but you don't have to. <laughs> and I kind of want to commit to that card in the middle. So Yeah, see, that's all psychic. See, I already got you convinced that now you should stick with the first one. Because I'll be honest, I saw, I saw the one that was more, and I was like, well, that, I don't, you know. Maybe I thought more about it than I should have. I like that one. You're going to regret it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so pull it back and get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, why not? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's do this one then. No, come on. Now you're going to the way obvious one. Now, come on. You're, you're so easy to manipulate. <laughs> There's First one. of all, I would have never done that. I would have never put that back and went for another one <laughs> and stuff. It just shows you how easy I see. First of all, because you're just trying to be polite. There's no reason to be polite to a magician and stuff. You want to be courteous. But you should have stuck with the first one. But now you change your mind. Now, no matter what happens, you, he's going to go, God, I wish I would have stuck with the first one. <laughs> all right, so you go on and slide it out. And okay. and and you can show them, or if you want the camera or whatever, don't let me see it. I want. I promise you, I'm not looking for you, the guy's hand. Put it back wherever you want and shuffle again. Uh, anywhere in the deck. Anywhere in the deck. See, now that's another thing because most people say, you know, what, what happens is when the magicians get a card back, they have to control the card. They do these little fancy shuffles and they make sure the card is right where they are. Mm-hmm. And so we've eliminated that. This is what I, this is the kind of magic that I like. That we would have taken a card and um, and do it. As a matter of fact, that's the first card that you was going to take. I, I'm pretty sure. Mm. But um, and the, the big thing is, is you don't know. Uh, I need to, that those these cards. This is a new deck. I should have took the advertising cards out or, or whatever. But you don't know. Uh, I don't, 
How in the world? Oh, I you stumped him, Aaron. You stumped him. You did. Ah. I took I took out too many cards. All right, one. How do you want me to find this? Just to cut a card, cut. Yeah, that sounds good. There's one card. Holly, get that. We'll call you up. <laughs> he just launched the card across the table from out of the middle of the deck. From out of the yeah, I had no idea. Do you want to show it? Yeah, why not? I mean, (laughs) it was my card. It's a three of spades. Three of spades. Uh, That is unbelievable. Without me. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We'll post this clip, right? We'll post the the clip because people, some people are listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't watch. Uh, So we'll post the clip. uh, So just go to Nate Land social media and you'll be able to see that clip. uh, That's crazy. See the trick. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's, that's what we used to buy, Dad, every Christmas. Deck every cards. birthday, every yep. anything. Deck of cards. It was a deck of cards. You just, it, was our, it was our tie. <laughs> that's like right. A, like a typical tie you'd buy your dad. Yeah. That was our cards. tie. It was just cards. You could always buy a deck. Yep. All right. Uh, you go through were, a lot of deck of cards. Yeah. As, because, especially in Tennessee, it's so humid. That if I were to do a show outside or something, I like to do, I like close-up magic. That's where I got started. But, of course, you got to make money doing the bigger stuff. Uh And uh, so I got into the bigger things. But I still love, my heart is still there. Hmm. And if you ever see me perform, I I pick on people and I kind of get on them and stuff. I need to know their personality before I get them up on stage. So I always walk around and meet people and talk to them and show them a card trick so I can see what kind of a person they are. And I even do that when I open up for go, Nate. But now it's going to get harder where people are going to start. I want to go to people's cards. No, no, but yeah. when people start, when they know I'm going to be there, yeah, you changed the game. It was so much better when I could just walk up and say, hey, yeah. who's a Nate fan? If I talk to them and then go, hey, I'm his dad. Mm. And then they just they go, wow, really? And, and they have no idea I'm on the show. Yeah. It's before, and I love that moment. But uh, yeah, our next if I go out with you, it'll ruin that. Well, you won't be able to go. I mean, did you have it like towards the you know when you would because you'd have to pick someone to bring them on stage? Now, I mean, people could guess they see you, they're going to be like, "Oh, I yeah, bet but, that's but, his dad." Yeah, they even I I think I can hear him talking now. Yeah, I mean. Towards the end, they were going because we were going. Hey, that's his dad. His dad's walking around, and uh, but that doesn't mean that they know I'm on the show. Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not dressed. I'm kind of yeah. a little like Aaron, yeah. a little sloppy, yeah. and um, yeah. and stuff with his little Walmart shirt. That's really <laughs> great and stuff. And everything. I heard you're engaged, right? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got you that shirt. I can tell. She doesn't want women looking at him. You got a pack of them. You know who used to buy a pack of shirts at Walmart? Uh, Dan Soder. Dan Soder would go. We were on the road once, and we go into a Walmart, and he just grabs a stack of jeans and then just buys them, and he goes, oh, I'm good now. And just he would just buy a whole stack of jeans like an old man. And I was like, what do you – you don't buy something? He goes, no, these are good. You just buy a pack of these. Wow. Like jeans. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, So we looked up some of the famous magicians of – the earliest magician to pull a rabbit out of a hat was Louis Comte. Is that it? Yeah, right. I think so. I know the whole story behind that. It's really, really good. It was uh, uh, 
he came into some small town. Mm-hmm. And so like he does, he go, you go back then where would happen? They would go to a dinner club or somebody big in the town would have them over and they would do a one parlor trick and try to talk everybody into coming. And uh, there was uh, like a tabloid paper that was out in, in his advertising. And right above him was an article of a, said some lady gave birth to a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, just like the tabloids today. And uh, he just thought that was really funny. Yeah. So he produced the rabbit out of his hat that night just to be a joke about the lady yeah. having the rabbit. Yeah. And it became popular and then it, it just it he caught on. He just did on. it at a show. He just did it at a show one time just news. because of that yeah. and the yeah. news and that's what started the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's that's the most famous thing from magicians. Yeah. I, I, right that out and sauna a woman in yeah. 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 I yeah. get that. The, the, uh, people ask me that, can you pull a rabbit out of a hat? Yeah, I always say them no. The rabbit peas in my hat, and those hats are about five hundred bucks now. Yeah. The rabbit so is still eight dollars. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not doing it. Uh, Gene, uh, Eugene, Robert, Houdini. Houdin. Yeah, Houdini so, got his name from there. Oh wow! Was a French watch maker, magician, illusionist, widely recognized as the father of the modern style of magic. In the 1800s, he transformed magic from a pastime. For the lower classes, seen at fairs to an entertainment for the wealthy, mm-hmm. which he offered in a theater opened in Paris, a legacy preserved by the tradition of modern magicians to perform in tales. So he was yeah. the first. And I hope I'm getting this right. All the magicians don't kill me if I didn't. But uh, there is uh, uh, his cape mm-hmm. was is handed down, who was supposed to be the best magician in the world at the time. And and so it, it was handed down to certain people. And the Lance Burton has it now from Las Vegas. Oh, a lot really? of people might think Blaine or somebody else are really good, but it was, I mean, but you had, there's a certain style of magic you needed to do mm-hmm. to be, I mean, the, uh, I, I think Blaine is one of the best, if not the best probably guy out there right David now. Blaine? David Blaine. He's just insane. Uh, David Tell had a funny joke about him because he just does stuff where it's like like he just did one where he held on to balloons like he's doing you know it's like you want to see how long I can sleep on your couch for two months like it's like a very it's not a magic trick it's just um, yeah he just that's all that's all his tricks are just kind of like something like that uh, yeah but yeah he's uh, yeah everybody likes him. Yeah, I do. I I, th- yeah. I think he's good for magic. And uh, move your mic a little bit. I think he. I mean, he does. Um, he makes my job easier and gets more people work. I yeah. mean, but the, but the actually know what he's doing and some of the stuff that he does when he does his tricks in a live show is pretty amazing. Well, that's like comedy in the same way where we. It's the same with the magic. You anybody can do a trick or anybody can tell five minutes of jokes. It's to do a show. Right. Could they do their own show? Right. If you go watch David Blaine for an hour, is it going to be a great show? Or you know, and it's a great, and it's a great and, show. And that's what a lot of people thought he couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he first did his first special, uh, actually, I mean, the magicians, a lot of them didn't like him at all because he literally, you can go to any magic shop and do almost everything he did in that special for under fifty bucks. Yeah. I mean, buy the sequence really? to every trick. Yeah, because he was just doing slight, but it was just the way he did it. He changed everything. He took the camera off the magician and put it on people. Yeah, and it, and got reaction. So that caught on. But then he learned 
and by the second, third, and fourth special, he he's a he's a great he's a great magician. He's learned from the best. I, I think he does the trick that that kills me is uh, that he comes out and he has somebody show his mouth shut. I mean, he's really doing it. Mm-hmm. He shows his mouth shut, has a card selected, sign, sets it down. And then he cuts that open, and out comes his mouth of that sign card. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's insane. Great. Yeah, he's just willing to go. Wait, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Which is would have been some of these guys, Houdini, and some of these guys would have Houdini would have loved David Blaine. I think. Yeah. That uh, and and Chris Angel and those guys, that they would have uh, uh, been very impressed. I think today, if these guys went and saw the shows that was happening, what Copperfield's doing and stuff, they'd be blown away. Yeah. They would not have a clue how they did any of this stuff. Yeah. Well, because Houdini was, well, because there's a mix of. Uh, guys being like david blaine where it's like you're a magician but it's like he's also can be underwater for it's like a escape artist right yeah, yeah 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 it's a, it's it's so it's both things it's like he's truly and probably back then there wasn't you that's what you would have done i mean now yeah. magic is like everything everything's so much wider so you can just specifically be i only do these sleight of hand all right you know david right. Copperfield, I he does these gigantic tricks Versus, does he do any sliding like who Copperfield? Yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't. Is yeah, but it's a lot of it's a big show, the bigger show. Yeah, right. But he can do like he can do slide. Of hand. I've seen him do it, and he does a decent job at it. Uh, I mean, is everybody can do sleight of hand, or no, no? I mean, most. Yeah, I think that it it used to be really separated. Now the sleight of hand is more popular. Yeah. You go to Europe. All the big shows now are close-up shows where you go and it's 50 to, uh, you know, 110 at the most people. And uh, they're all sitting around the table. And, and I mean, you couldn't yeah. do that 20 years ago. Yeah. But now people will accept th- that yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah, like they have the restaurant. What's the rest in that House of Cards? Yeah, yeah. The House of Cards here in, in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. You, you see close up magic and, and the parlor, the kind of magic I do, mm-hmm. uh, which is not the big stage. I don't have to hire girls and big boxes and stuff, but yeah. big enough to be seen. Yeah. And uh, you can do on yeah, stage. You do it on, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do it on our stage. Yeah. People can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think Houdini and uh, Blaine were probably a lot alike. Yeah, Houdini had a whole magic show that he did before he started doing the escapes, and then he would do the upside down straitjacket to get everybody's attention in that town. Then the one to come out and see him do his magic show, mm-hmm. and he was called the King of Cards, and where well, he did the hiding the cards in his hand and doing all of that. I mean, so he did. He did was you a ever regular magician. Saw him. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I met a guy named Di Vernon that, that once he has a trick out and I used to do it and, uh, it's called the trick that fooled Houdini. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can show you that. I know yeah. it. Yeah. You want to see the trick yeah. that fooled Houdini? Yeah. Cause in this, so this guy saw Houdini, he did yeah. a trick for him. So yes. he's an older guy. So I mean, Aaron, grab a card. Um, and this would normally be signed or something, so you know it's different. So he puts it into the deck. And without doing anything, it just comes right back to the top. <laughs> and it would be, but that was the trick 
and all the magicians out there, anybody watching it, they know exactly what I did. But I did it the same way that this guy did, the full Houdini. Mm-hmm. And Houdini did just what every magician does today when they get fooled by a guy. Like if I'm sitting there and some kid comes up to me, and today the young kids are amazing. Yeah. If they show me a trick that just blows me away, I do exactly what Houdini did in all of them. I go, that is fantastic. I love it. Come over here and show this guy. He, I, he wants to see it. And I'm only doing it because I want to see it again yeah. from a different angle. And yeah. I might have him show 20 people. You know, you better yeah. show this guy. I want to make sure he knows until I figure it out. And that was a trick that Houdini did that. And he saw it like 10 times in a row and just walked away angry. He had no idea what yeah. the guy was doing. And it was that guy? That Die Vernon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I met him in the 80s and he yeah. was probably 80 then yeah. when I when I met him. Yeah. Did he say anything like was Houdini a good guy? Or no, he anything? didn't. I, I, I don't. I didn't get to talk to him about that. Yeah. But uh, he a, wasn't liked. The magicians didn't like each other back then. Yeah, because uh, there was a really yeah. hard competition. I don't think it's so. I think they still have problems. I think you know probably some of the Vegas guys don't get along that good. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, the most of them, I think the better you are, just like I think in comedy, when you're really good, you don't really worry about, I'm not worried yeah. about another guy that's good. I'm not intimidated. I think there could be two good comedians and there can be two good magicians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to worry. Well, it would probably be the same way I always say the comedy. Comedy, you, all, all you can hope for is to be in the conversation of one of the best ever. You, yeah. you, no one can be the best ever because there's, it's too subject, it's too you know, yeah. someone could like this and they don't like this. Magic's probably the same way. You just want to be in the conversation. You just, right. you know, yeah. And then if they get to that high, the high level that those guys were all at, I mean, yeah. Yeah. They're not worried fact, about My what. thing is, is now my legacy is my name, this chain has every president of the International Brotherhood's name engraved on each one. And, they, and my name, I'll be somewhere on the shoulder mm-hmm. or, or something. And so, I mean, yeah, so for me- awesome. Yeah, I, I, I've been very blessed, and, and this is as high or whatever I, I cared or I need to go or something like that. So, uh, Well, you're yeah. in the history of magic. Yes, I and am. That's, that's I right. think that's, that's what right. you want to be, in the history of whatever your thing is. If you can get in the history of it, that's crazy. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. Well, I mean, this says Houdini was president of the Society of American Magicians. Yeah, and he was a member of the International Brotherhood of Magicians, which is what this is. Uh-huh. And he wanted some changes and stuff. And uh, it goes back again. They didn't, people didn't like him. Yeah, because he thought he he was he was the big name out there. Yeah, so he was my competition. So they didn't let him get his way and stuff. So he goes, well, I'll just start my own. Uh. So they start, broke off, and he started at the Society of American Magicians, which I'm also a member of. Mm-hmm. And it is mainly it's m- mostly only in America where we're international. So that's why we're so much bigger than they are. But they do have some members in other now but mostly they're just in the united states so they kind of started and i'm not sure the year they started but houdini was their first president and that's the that's the cool thing that they get to brag about that mm. he did it and we kicked him out we didn't want him so <laughs> we passed up on houdini <laughs> so he just started he just went and got his own yeah. i start my own society wow like a church yes yes yeah. what about him dying so that's the big uh that's always the big story with, you know, Houdini died of a ruptured appendix in 1926. Uh, yeah, that's the truth, but that's not the Tony Curtis version. 
Yeah. What's the Tony Curtis version? Uh, oh, is that a movie? Yeah, then the very first movie that they ever made about who Tony Curtis played Houdini, and he died in the water chamber. Huh. So he drowned. And so for it's still a very popular myth that people think today. They, I mean, for a long time, people thought, especially people my age, because we saw the movie. Yeah. So we think, yeah, he died uh, in the chamber yeah. and stuff like that. Where it was He lost his, couldn't hold his breath when he was doing that trick, mm-hmm. but they got him out in plenty of time. They knew he was in trouble, and they and they got him out. And But he died like maybe 10 days after that of an appendicitis because he got punched in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that part is all true, and he would do that. And I don't, but he would allow kid, people, he could make his stomach so tight he could take a punch. And uh, But so some kid comes up before the show and said, I heard you could take a punch, and this kid, he goes, can I do it? And he goes, yeah, and he stands up, and the kid hits him, he, and he wasn't ready. Mm. He just stood up, and the kid just pouting right in his side, and it burst his appendix. And he, of course, he didn't know at that time what had happened, but mm-hmm. he, but he actually went, no, no, I wasn't ready. Stop. Okay, and he let the kid guy hit him again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy yeah. that that happened. But uh, that, how old was he when he died? Uh, I don't know. I, sure. I, I think say, he was in his fifties. I wanted to say fifty-two, but I'm yeah, not I think sure. that's right. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, he, he would have. I mean, yeah, that's crazy because I mean, he could have lived another. 30 yeah. years, you know, yeah, uh, and be born in 56, you know, which would have been, you'd probably have, is there, you know, you'd probably have a lot more on him. Yeah. You'd have had a lot of stuff on him if he would have lived to then. That's pretty crazy. Uh, that's like a David Blaine thing, though, where he's. Right. You're doing something that's like. And I think I've seen David Blaine do that. Yeah. That he's allowed somebody, yeah. he took a punch from a professional boxer. mm to yeah. just let him hit him hard as he could. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a <laughs> it's a mix. I'm not doing that. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a mix of uh I, I mean that is, that seems like that's the way those guys did. Those guys had to be a show. They had to be a whole show. And so on top of like watch this trick, they could also they would also have this weird stuff. Uh, yeah. But it was a different world, like like the escape out of a he would get in a one of my favorite stories. He'd get in like in a milk thing where they carried milk jug metal. He would get it. They fill it with water and lock it in. And uh, like but, how big of a milk? Like, yeah, I mean it, it's uh, for four and a half feet tall. Yeah. Like just a big metal milk thing, and they would put him in it and lock it. But they would cover it up with a curtain. Yeah. And Houdini, I mean. Houdini couldn't hold his breath like Blaine. He didn't hold it for five minutes, yeah. or maybe five minutes. But he could get out in a minute and a half. But to get out in a minute and a half, it's not very good. So he actually would get out and read the paper and sit back there, and they would have a live band play music, and people are all going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Well, he's already out. He's been yeah. out, and he just it was all showman just to <laughs> come out, which was today. You need to get out in 30 seconds because American Got Talent is going yeah. to go on to the next thing. They're going to buzz you. But back then, you drug everything out. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's uh, – <clears throat> well, for him to do – I mean, that's funny to think that – I mean, it's been pressing for him to get out in a minute. <laughs> I mean, what did they – like, could they – you know, it was good just to show it. Like, yeah, show and, and and later on. And Penn and Teller became that those people – that realize yeah. that sometimes magic is just as good to show it. Well, when we went to their show, 
they let us walk on. We got to walk on stage and mm -hmm. uh, touch the box or something. Remember that? Remember, and yeah, and then yeah. you got to uh, make the choice if you wanted to see how it yeah. worked or not. If yeah. you wanted, if you didn't want to know, close your eyes. And then they actually showed yeah. you how it worked. Which, yeah. if you remember how it worked, it's exactly how it got out of the milk yeah. can. Yeah. So they were doing, they were doing Houdini's philosophy, but kind of like we think it's pretty cool how it works. So yeah. let us show you how it works. Yeah. Those yeah. that want to know. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, people always say they don't want to know. You know, I always because my line that I would say they go, "Can you do magic?" Say, like, uh, "I can't do any magic, but I can ruin it for you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. They're, uh, yeah, because I mean, people always say they want to know. I don't know. Some people say they don't. You know, they're like, I don't want to know. I like not knowing. Uh, and this is some people do want to. Some people do want to know. Some people have to know. They have to. Yeah. Those are the ones that get you. Though I mean, I got to know it. It just, it just drives them crazy yeah. and stuff like that. So uh, I hope, I hope that just if you, I think it's fun to know. What what gets me is sometimes if somebody. Well, they think they know, mm -hmm. and they, they can live with that. If they can yeah. go, well, uh, Aaron was in on it. Then they go, okay, I can go to bed now. He was in on it, even yeah. though he wasn't. But they yeah. can live with that fact of thinking that they they got themselves the answer they needed to know. Yeah. That that's all I needed to know yeah, is yeah. that he was uh, in on it, and I'm okay and stuff. And what kills me too, I do school shows, and it is true that sometimes you know. Uh, I put all the uh, my rules is all the kids have to be on one side of the gym, and I do a couple tricks that if you're behind me, it's a different show, yeah, yeah. and you're going to see how it works. And so, you know, and my guy who works with me always goes and tells them, look, I mean, he can't tell the teacher get out of here. You got to mm -hmm. go sit over there, but uh, he can say if you sit here, you're going to not enjoy it near as much. And he tried, but some of them don't. But what gets me is what's funny is that after the show, this guy will come up to me and he goes, I figured that trick out. Yeah. And you want to go, you, did you figure it out or did you see it? Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. yeah. He just saw it at the end. Yeah. Uh, the, we, so uh, Houdini and then uh, 1974, the musical, The Magic Show, starring Doug Henning. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, and that, he was the guy that really got me. I really loved Doug Henning. And mm -hmm. I got to meet him and I went all the way to Chattanooga to meet him, came outside. And uh, after the theater, I just stood in the alley to meet him. And he was as nice as yeah. guy. He did the newspaper trick that oh, yeah. that we're going to do on your show yeah. and stuff like that. And so. Yeah. It was, was it past, sold out like Chattanooga? Yeah. 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 When did, was that? When did you go? Was, uh, I probably saw him in uh um, seventy six or eight, oh, something like yeah, that. Wow. I went down there to sing Doug Henney. Yeah. In nineteen eighty, Doroth Dietrich in yeah. her teens become the first, and as of two thousand nineteen, the only woman to do the jinxed bullet catch in her mouth, often referred to as the stunt that scared Houdini. It was done under test conditions at the annual International Brotherhood of Magicians convention in front of hundreds of paying attendees and the general public. It was televised worldwide and got international press. In have, have you met her? Uh, yep, I have and stuff. Uh, crazy. No, I wouldn't do that. It's, it's, it's and that's that. That's like that trick with the um, the knives and under mm -hmm. the bags and stuff like that. There's just too many things that can go wrong, mm -hmm, and yeah. I, I'm not gonna. 
Uh, I mean, those I don't know the method that she used, and I didn't get to see her do this. Mm. Uh, um, but, I'm sorry. Yeah, they filmed know. it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, uh, Penn and Teller did that too. They do the, the they do the, by far the best version. Mm-hmm. And I do not know how they do it. Uh, yeah. and neither do 90% of the magicians in this world. Yeah. They, that wow. Penn and Teller has taken it to a level where even the guys that know how the original trick worked. Yeah. Just like, it's kind of like that card trick where I eliminated all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. So, we know what you would have to have and happen in a bullet catch. And so Penn and Teller eliminated everything. Mm. So you go, well, that didn't happen. That couldn't have happened. He did that. He had the bullet marked. He had this done. And, and, and so theirs is, theirs is by far the best, I think, that's ever been invented yeah. or anybody doing it. And yeah. how they, why they do it every night is just – and it makes me nervous every time I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do any tricks but, now, or or done something that that would be considered dangerous? No, yeah. uh, uh, the the I I did the straight jacket for a long time, and you it could you could hurt yourself. But I don't even do that anymore since uh, I'm a little overweight now. I need to lose about twenty pounds to start doing that trick. But that that is one of the funniest pieces I ever have, and it's called the uh, if you look up straight jacket of death. Yeah. And with Dick, on, with, yeah, on with Dick Buskett. It's a very, very funny routine. That's probably the most physical thing. Uh, I actually did do the spike trick before and, and just to do it. And then I realized I don't want to do this. This is it's just too crazy right. or something like that. I work with uh, Lady Houdini, who's traveling right now. And as a matter of fact, she is in uh, Atlanta, I think. They started her first fair. Back with the with, and she actually does a under she does the Houdini water thing in a glass thing where you watch her. Uh, yeah, we went and saw her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we, she's it's fantastic. Yeah, and and she's crazy. She's really doing it. She does not have trick. I would have trick handcuffs, and that if they, I couldn't pick them, I push a button and mm-hmm. they came off. But mm-hmm. she don't. She's really underwater, p- chained to the bottom so she can't get out, mm-hmm. and she's picking the locks. And I did, I did six shows with her, and every time I did it, I thought she's going to die. Mm. And I'm just going, I, I, I couldn't, I can't believe that she is doing this night after night after night. That she's going in there and, and doing it two times a night sometimes, yeah, holding her breath that long and having to an escape. But I know she asked her, and there's, I think the video of her, she has passed out in there uh, yeah. twice. <laughs> but have you ever had kept doing it? <laughs> Like tricks go wrong. I mean, I know you've had like what's an example of not a dangerous, but just something that's really <laughs> went wrong. Uh, I had a trick go wrong with uh, with Nate, my son. I decided once when when we when Nate was young to dress him up as a clown and go with me, and I'm going to do this trick, and it was called Bonzo the Dog, and it's a it's based on a famous trick for magicians called Run Rabbit Run, and it's where this you have a uh, a thing about two two feet long, two and a half feet long, and has a little wooden dog that goes in, and he goes in the door, a house, dog house, and over here is a bone store where he gets his bones. But I also have a bag of, uh, they were like hot dogs, sponge hot dogs, that if he does his trick right, he gets the hot dogs. So you set them down, and uh, and 
So Nate Nate's job was supposed to help me do some stuff, and he it was had, for kindergarten. I was in yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was my kindergarten class. All right, yeah. But he gets a little stage fright, <laughs> and uh, so he's just pointing. He's not talking. So he's supposed to go, Dad. The dog went across because the, the trick is that every time the magician looks away, the dog would run and get a bone, <laughs> and then he'd come back. By the time I look back, and I'd act like, oh, and the kids are all screaming. Mm-hmm. Well, it's supposed to have been Nate screaming at me, Dad. The dog just went. Well, he's just pointing. <laughs> he's not saying anything. So I go, I know I gotta get rid of him. So I pick him and put him up on the back of the stage. He's sitting there, and he, but he's sitting in front of the bag that has the sponge hot the hot dogs in it and now the dog's going and then he looks and i don't want to give away too much but uh, there are two dogs yeah. being involved <laughs> and it's my job is to, to get that the second dog into where the hot dogs are really early yeah but i'm playing with another dog that they're seeing they don't know that that one's in there yeah. but the bag's turned backwards yeah but now nate is seeing for his first time in his little life, yeah. <laughs> there's a the dog's already in there. <laughs> and now he decides to unmute himself and become this wild kid going, I the dog's there. <laughs> no, he's already there. And it's running back and forth oh. and stuff like that. Quite embarrassing. Uh, we had kids walk out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the other kids in the kindergarten ask for their money back. <laughs> this uh, is crazy. That's great. Uh there's some there are tricks that uh that you do today that, that they just don't work sometimes. I mean, and there's no outs. I like to have an out. And uh, with, with you know, if, if if I tell somebody to think of a playing card and uh, and doing it, just like, all right, all right, Brian, let me. All right. There's one card laying on a table right now. Brian, name any card in the deck. Three of diamonds. Now, there's no, anyway, we, we used the three earlier and uh, with the three of spades, but you said the diamond. Yeah. Okay. If that's the three of diamonds, you're going to freak out? Yes. I will freak out. Huh? Pay, I will freak out for sure. Attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's and impressive. That was an out because I laid the joker down. Yeah. But I, I would try to lay down the right card. Yeah. But if I don't get it, you have to have an out, a way to get out to make it look like you're right. So I made it. I did not have, I had the joker down here. Yeah. yeah. So I have to switch it for the three. But so to you, nothing went wrong. Right. But to me, it went wrong. Huh. I didn't have the right card. And, uh, I, but does that make sense? So I try to do all my magic where I can have an out. Where there's, if something goes wrong, then I can still get out of it. Yeah. But there's some things that you just can't. Mm. That if it goes wrong, it went wrong. I think the last show we did together, uh, I had something go really, really wrong. Yeah. And uh, and again, I think that's what makes a professional professional. Nobody knows. Yeah. And the same way with you guys. If you forget a joke or, or a tag or something like that, nobody knows but you. Yeah. And you're the one that's disappointed. So I think if you could do a show and you know it wasn't the best, but then people come up to you and say that was the greatest thing, that was awesome, that that then you know you've you I can call yourself a professional. I've I've got this. That's if you can make them they, where they, they don't like know. my bad show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then they can't tell. 
Uh, some of these tricks that have gone wrong, because you have some of those in, I mean, have you heard of some of those? That- yeah, I know. Uh, uh, he's one of them. I thought he was talking about the, the, um, the, the big ones now you can go look on are the guys that are doing the knife stab mm. with the spike in yeah. the bag. A good friend of mine, Martin Cox, he stayed at our house a, cu- a couple yeah. times and, uh, he did it with a girl Yeah, and it went. The, so crazy, he grabs a girl's hand and and he takes her hand over. So when yeah. he slammed down on the bag, there's four bags, yeah. and underneath it is a big metal spike. Yeah. He actually went through her hand and yeah. into his hand. Yeah, and it's the just craziest thing in yeah. the world. I so I, I, I mean, sued. is that just you get sued or you get? He should have got sued. He got he got yeah. lucky, and there has been some that has sued. Yeah. yeah, he did not. He was lucky because the girl. It was at a magic convention, yeah. and and she was an assistant to another oh. magician, so she was used to it. And he got, and the spike went through the best part of her hand, yeah. which was just luck. But so it didn't damage, no nerve damage yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. So she's got a great story to tell. Yeah. And uh, but she didn't sue him, but she definitely could have, and she would have won that case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like why even run the risk? Yeah, you know, it's like you just yeah. Yeah, I met a guy that, that once he was juggler, and he 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 juggles really sharp knives right on top of people. Mm-hmm. So he makes them lay down, and he juggles right in there <laughs> over their face. And he thought he said this is so funny. And I was going, they're going to own everything because <laughs> yeah. you don't know they might just raise their head hand yeah. or something like that, and they do something. I don't care how good you are. Yeah, one day that's not going to work. Yeah, and so I he ended up now he puts uh like a blindfold on so they won't and he just pretends like he's doing it mm. and he fake drops it and it's the 10 times now he's got it's funny mm-hmm, it's yeah. a funny piece that person thinks that you're yeah. doing it mm-hmm. it's way better than actually really doing it and yeah. maybe killing this guy yeah 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 it's a much better show hmm. read the first the just birth uh, the ones going wrong. Yeah. Uh, skate artist Joseph Burris, who was desperate to emulate his hero Houdini, died on Halloween 1990 while trying to perform the buried alive trick in California. Joseph was lying inside a see-through casket when he was lowered into a hole into the ground. A cement truck then poured its contents onto the casket, but tragedy struck struck when the coffin suddenly collapsed under the wet cement's weight. Joseph, dubbed Amazing Joe, ended up being crushed to death at the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, uh, I, we don't have to watch. I don't okay. have to watch. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember that yeah. when that happened. It was yeah. on TV? No, I no. mean, you know, it was just in every magazine, every magic yeah. thing that was out there. So, I mean, you Everybody don't even see it. You just see, they just pour. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That thing I was about to pull up was from Inside Edition where they did a story yeah. on it. What was his plan? To dig out. I mean, Houdini uh, was only did it once. Uh, Lance, I think there's been several guys that's done it. It is a very David Blaine did it. It's mm-hmm. a very difficult trick to do, even if it works. Because mm-hmm. yeah. his yeah. plan was to get out and dig his way up through the dirt. Mm. So no matter what, even with a breathing tire or whatever you mm-hmm. have, it's 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 tough because you got you're digging your you have to at least <laughs> dig five feet through dirt. Ugh. You just hope it's loose. So I mean, the weight yeah, it just crushed. But his him. was I mean, the weight. Died yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Probably no, not. Probably no. suffocated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. He didn't, he, he hadn't planned on the, the, the Yeah, coffin. I mean, do they even show, like, I don't want to, I mean. That's the worst imaginable death yeah. I can think of. Yeah. Is yeah. that happening? Yeah. yeah. And he I mean, did it to himself. And then, I mean, and, and, and especially with people watching you, knowing you're there. So they could help. 
yeah. you know it's not like yeah. no one can help you everybody can help you yeah. but no one knows to help you that's like a trick that you'd have to go i mean is it worth it are people nowadays i don't know how much this stuff is worth because everybody's seen everything with right. the internet it's hard to impress people and so if you're like i'm going to do this you just got some guy going well i bet he's doing something else and then they don't care as much yeah. And so they don't appreciate it as much. So why even run the risk of doing yeah. it? Yeah, you know when David Blaine did the balloon thing, which is it was a pretty cool show if you if yeah. you like that. But then the guy helping him jumped twenty two thousand feet, whatever, just out of a plane without a parachute and yeah. landed in a net. Yeah. Did you see? I mean, <laughs> yeah. when I saw that, I looked that up and I went, "You got to be kidding!" That was ten yeah. times better than what yeah. Blaine just did. Yeah, I mean, he went higher, jumped out of a plane, nothing on, Land and <laughs> lands in a big net. Look, that yeah. looked like a little square by his camera. You go, I'm yeah. going to land in that thing. Oh, Who man. would do that? Wow. Yeah. And uh, why we haven't all heard about that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, magician swallows acid on Vietnam's Got Talent. When Vietnam's Got Talent, semifinalist, Trantan Fat, brought out four <laughs> glasses of water and one glass of acid in the 2015 show. He had no idea he was moments away from disaster. In an act of the acid test, Fat got one of the contest judges to come on stage and shuffle the glasses around, including the one containing sulfuric acid. He claimed he could, he would use his magic to work out which glass had the dangerous substance. However, the judges looked on, he chose wrong. He sped out the acid as soon as he realized, but not before his lips had swollen up and pain had shot through him, according to reports. He was raised to the hospital and treated yeah. for second-degree burns. You know, and uh, there's a guy named Jim Hines. It was a friend of mine. And I don't think Jim performs. I thought he's one of the funniest guys. He would come out and on a uh, magician's magic convention. And it would be the only place you would ever see him. And he would have a tuxedo and everything. And he would tell the saddest story. Like somebody broke into his truck last night and stole his whole show. Mm. So he all of it popped. And, and everybody believed it. But he, then he goes, well, luckily I've sent home and I've got slides and so his whole show is slides. He showed one slide, him standing in front of a building. The next slide, it'd be him empty. And this was back in the eighties and nineties. And but it was hilarious. He just made everything disappear, things jump. But he did a lecture the next day, and in his lecture, he did this, he did this trick, that trick. He he goes, This is my favorite birthday party trick. You get the birthday child up and you pour one thing of ass. And then he had, later on, I saw him do it where he had the, you get your grandpa's peels and you put them out. One of them, these are like uh, good and plenty, but one of them is a kill. And these kids get to pick one. And, but it was all joke. Yeah. Yeah. And things like that. So when you, I hadn't heard about this, but when you read that, I remember I saw Jim do that in 2000. He, he would do the acid thing. There's a, uh, Harry Blackstone did that trick 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we Kramer are. says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheep. Yeah, it's, it's two sheep. <laughs> I saw Harry Blackstone do that trick 20 years ago in the village. Uh, David Blaine uh, lacerates throat trying to catch a bullet in his mouth. He risked death when he shot himself in the mouth during a bullet-catching trick in Vegas. He pulled the trick on himself in front of 20,000 people while holding a mouth guard between his teeth with a metal cup for him to catch the bullet in. However, as he fired the bullet by carefully tugging on a rope attached to a rifle, his gum shield shattered and he felt an impact on the back of his throat. At that time, Blaine believed the bullet had gone through his head and that he was dead, but fortunately he survived with only a lacerated throat. 
You want to see it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see it. I mean, you know, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not like he didn't, yeah. doesn't even hardly respond to it. Yeah. <laughs> right there he's yeah. going. Am I dead? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay. What was he trying to do? He was trying, trying to, to really catch a bullet. Yeah. yeah. People got to realize that every catch a bullet trick is <laughs> not, something. there's a trick. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he wanted to really, really do it. And, and people, you die at it because somebody gets the, something can happen before you can put the, uh, you know, they well, switch the guns or somebody had the, the wrong kind of bullet or it's not in the right chamber. I mean, that's what goes wrong. The trick itself doesn't go wrong and, mm -hmm. unless you're going to steal the bullet out. Uh, I do remember I had a dart gun that shot a little dart. And what you would do is you would trim the dart. So when you loaded the the bullet, the dart in, you would shoot it. Then you the then you would load one of those skinny ones in. And when you handed them the gun, the dart would fall back out in your hand. Mm. And so now I knew that it worked because I had the dart in my hand. And then I would I would have somebody shoot at me and, and I had a magnet in my shirt. And I made it. I did that for a little while. I chased that trick and stuff. But but all of them are usually tricks like that. He, Blaine, wanted to, I really want to. Really do. He it. was trying to be like Houdini. He wanted to do, he does all of what Houdini did. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to really catch the bullet. And mm -hmm. the only way to do that is to have that, a metal yeah. thing that can stop a bullet. Yeah. Still crazy. I wouldn't. I mean, he's crazy. Yeah, yeah. the metal thing can stop it. And it, it, was, no teeth. it went wrong. <laughs> and then it went through the back of his. No, it just, no, think, it, just yeah. it just went in his throat yeah. and hit it. And, yeah, it just uh, kind of shattered the piece yeah. that he had in his uh, mouth. Oh, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right, we uh, all right. We're about to have to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. But, Paulo uh, Robbins. I don't know what you. He's a very who? good friend of mine. This next, I don't know what you have fun. Basically, he gained notoriety because he pickpocketed Jimmy Carter's Secret Service agents, and he would like show him, "Here's your badge," and the guy would be like, "Give me that back," and he's like. You don't have the right to that. And the guy would then show him his badge. And he, no, he already had that on him, too. Yeah. Like, he just took everything off yeah. these guys. This uh, right here. And you feel that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got some weight. To yeah, it. for sure. This Apollo Robbins. Uh, I was not president at this time. But uh, so I was over in England, in Blackpool, England. We were doing a show. And we went to get the photograph made of all the performers. And uh, um, the president was missing this. It was gone. <laughs> and they were going, where's it at? And, and do it. And he, he goes, Paulo, I know you must have done it. And Apollo goes, well, everybody check your pocket. And I'm sitting there, and I go, not in my pocket. Because hmm. I would know if something this big yeah. got loaded into my pocket, mm -hmm. front pocket. And uh, and this is, I'm telling the truth, Apollo is a great guy. And uh, he uh, – Finally had to say, Bargatze, look in your front pocket. And when I did, this big old thing was in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going, what in the world? I, I still I had not a clue when or how or anything or how he did that. Wow. Uh, stuff. He also, John Dornboss, yeah. is the, a the good uh, friend. Long, of, he was the long, a lot of people probably know him. America, he was on America's Got Talent, long snapper for the Eagles, and has always been a magician. Right. And, his, and we became friends when he came here. Uh, found out I uh, do magic and and stuff, and we still are really good friends to this day. Mm. So his wife, when he was getting married, his wife called and said, "I want to give him something really cool in magic. What would be something that I could give him?" 
And uh, so I got a hold of Apollo and and asked if he would give private lessons to John because John was very interested in how to steal watches and and wallets and all that stuff. I said, well, then I know the best guy. Apollo's the best in the world. I said, "Uh, I know him, and we set it up, and John went and spent a week with him. That was his wedding present. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's how long it would take to learn all that stuff. At least, at least to get that way. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I steal watches. I remember my the first watch I ever stole was off a police officer, and uh, it was very scary. <laughs> but I, I had a trick that I could do if it did, if they caught me, mm. so I could go. Oh no, it's okay. It's a joke. Uh, let me do, and I would do this trick. So it was my it was my out in case I got caught. But then eventually I got where I just didn't get caught very much. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, you just have to have, it just takes guts. You just got to yeah. keep doing it and doing it until you can get away with it. And I still get caught today. I mean, now I started my shows back and I'm, I usually steal the watch doing that cup trick. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I can't, I can't touch them. Yeah. So I had, to, it made it a lot easier because it's really awful hard to find watches. And you, yeah. I mean, they're coming back now because of the Apple Watch. Mm, yeah. And believe it or not, Apple Watches are the easiest to steal. Yeah, you think you'd feel it. Yeah, you would think. Because the but, rubber, you yeah. think you because it would like. There are some things you got to do to keep them from feeling yeah. it. And yeah. if I messed up, they do feel it. So I got to yeah. I got to be really careful. Yeah. But uh, there's a way to do it. But but I think these are way easier than the uh, the old ways. I, yeah. I, now, if. I got a choice. I'll take an Apple Watch. Somebody yeah. has one. That's my first choice. Uh, all right, uh, we I, we got to run. I got to run. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so I know we didn't get to some stuff, but I think we're. I mean, we're just do. You know, I was. I was looking cause one thing where I w- want to talk about is the our magicians band and casino and counting cards and all that stuff. I think yeah. it'd be fun. But I think we should just do an episode on casinos and we'll Ooh. just have you come back and yeah, yeah, because you know all great. that stuff and then. That would be because that that'd be the whole fun episode to talk about casinos and then talk about cards and all that stuff. And I'm sure people have questions for you, so uh, we're figure out come back and do another episode with uh, with my dad. Uh, so, but yeah, that's it. I think that's. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Think no, just good. magician.org if they want to look up the IBM. Yeah, and uh, the Mind Magic of Stephen with a PH. Yeah. And you can go on there and you can see some of these videos and see. Yeah, some we're going to post. So we will post the, if you're listening at home and you want to see uh, any of these uh, these videos, we'll we're post the tricks uh, on the Instagram, Twitter, you know, specifically those tricks so you can just see what those tricks were. And uh, we'll post the stuff with my dad that, uh, you know, the uh, straitjacket stuff and all that. Uh, yeah, and go to IBM, uh, magicians.org. If you want to be a magician, that's what you get. You got to get in that yeah. world. So, all right. Thank you guys very much for listening. Thanks for liking, rating, all the, you know, it means the world to us. And uh, you're the best. So, all right. See you next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetti, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.